Hi there, my name is Jessica. Welcome to Sister Sister, the podcast, an all-women talk show from the heart of Ghana that seeks to bring to bear a plethora of relationship issues and possible solutions. Christmas to you and yours. It's the Christmas Day edition of Sister Sister and I'm completely thrilled to come into your homes <laughs> once again. My name is Jessica and uh, today's show is going to be extra special. I've got a little Christmas present for you and it's something that well, if you are a true fan of the show, we'll probably even be expecting. But yeah, I'll tell you what my present is in a moment. Remember, though, the show is brought to you by Vodafone. Together we can. Talia Rice, always coming home to love and Kel Kids Toothpaste. Now, I'm going to go for a break. When I come back, I'll let you know how you can join this very exciting edition of Sister Sister. I'll, you get to meet my guests as well. And then we'll be jumping into all the interesting questions that hit my inbox every single time we host Sister Sister. So I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Sister Sister on City TV and City FM. Remember, we're also live across Sub-Saharan Africa on DSTV Channel 363, Go TV Channel 182. Great. So uh, today, if you'd like to join, you know, the Christmas Day edition of the show, you can actually send a quick WhatsApp to 054-998-6996 whenever you have any comments to make whatsoever. If you have questions for us, use the same number. You can also send a quick email to jessica at cityfmonline.com or find us on Facebook at Sister Sister Live. That's Sister Sister L-I-V-E. Like our page, send us a DM or write on our wall. We kind of like that. All right, so we'd be waiting to hear from you on this side. So the big surprise, the big Christmas present under the tree is this. I've got an all-male panel on the show tonight and I will I mean, this is a big issue, but not really. <laughs> Let me introduce my first guest. His name is Godfred Akuto Boafo. You almost gave that Good away, you know. You, right? no, you almost deliberate. gave that away. Deliberate. But Merry Christmas, Jess. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How's your Christmas been? Tell you, chilling. Yeah. Chilling. I wish I could tell you more, but all I'll say is chilling. Chilling, mm -hmm. having a good time. And I see you're losing weight nicely, you know. <laughs> what's, what's happening there? Lack of chicken. <laughs> I wiring. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. But you look really well. Thank so you very thanks much. Thanks for joining us, um, Godfrey. And, of course, my favorite guy, Philip Kofiashon. Good to see you. Have you been? I miss I've you been all. excellent, actually. Yeah? I've been excellent. It's been a good Christmas period. Um, lots of events to attend, um, lots to drink and enjoy. Of course, you have to drink responsibly, which is good. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been fantastic. Super. Good Love to you. Look, you look well. I am well. Yeah. How are the girls? <laughs> well, the girls... Yeah, they are girls. <laughs> the girls they, will girls. girls. they will be girls. They will be girls. They're fabulous. Super. They're fabulous, yeah. Super. It's, it's a good time. Great. Good, good to time. hear. Good Absolutely. to hear. And then joining us all the way from the UK is my big brother, Alfred Oparis Saforo. Uh, how are you doing, bro? I, I mean, I haven't seen you this, this season. 
Hey, that's how you do it. I I'm mean, okay. It's amazing yeah. joining you all the way from London on Christmas Day. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you guys, Charlie. Thank it's you. Amazing over here. Um, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to jump on. I think I was on this the last time, um, Christmas time, the the old old guys edition, and it was amazing. Super. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Hope you guys are doing well there. Yeah, we're super. Merry Christmas, man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alfie. Well, so we will jump right into our messages because we've got quite a bit for you. And I'm hoping you guys oh. yeah, get to the bottom of it. So let's do mm, this. I can't, so, I can't wait. No, I'm sweating. First one says, hi, sister. Okay, so I should say hi, brothers, now. But the messages come ahead of time, so. Don't worry, you can call us sisters, too. <laughs> For the Are purpose you sure? of the show. <laughs> Are you the sure? Are you guys. Ghanaians <laughs> uh, will come for you. Anyway, so hi, brothers. <laughs> I'm Mame. I live in Ho. Now, my sister got pregnant by someone, but died during delivery. Till date, I don't know who's responsible for the pregnancy. Since my sister's death, no one has come to claim responsibility for the child. I'm not tired of caring for her because God has blessed me with a lucrative business. She is in one of the best primary schools here in Ho as well. My problem now is I met a guy early this year who told him everything about uh, and told him everything about myself and my late sister. He said if he's to marry me, he won't be able to accommodate the child because he's resolved never to marry someone who already has a child. Blessing is my niece. She's a wonderful child. She's my blood. I tried to explain to him, but she still, he still refused to embrace the idea of her living with us. At first, he complained that I buy expensive clothes for the eight-year-old child and that it's inappropriate, so I stopped. He then said I should register her in a government school instead of a private school uh, because it's quite expensive. I told him I will think about it after this term. He got angry and said I want to be stubborn. My boyfriend is a nice guy and we hope to settle down together early next year. But my problem is my niece. I discussed with her head teacher about giving her up for adoption and she wasn't pleased about the idea. She rather promised to look for someone who could just take care of the girl and probably use her as a maid. I'm not comfortable giving her out as a maid because I want her to be able to visit me anytime. Time is no longer on my side. I'll be 37 by January. No one has the right to judge me on this. I can't waste my whole life to please anybody. Blessing is a good girl. She won't cause trouble for anyone. I've tried to reason with my guy, but he's still sticking to his decision. I don't want to lose him. It wasn't easy getting to where I am now. I have always been unlucky with relationships, and I believe this guy is the right man for me. His family loves me, and it's a signal that our union will be blessed. Before anyone will judge me, I love my niece, and I always will do. Do you think I'm on the right path? No. <laughs> okay, Philip. Since I'm you sorry. jumped in, please no. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, look, it's clear that you are desperate for companionship of some sort from an individual that you will call a husband. And it's very clear from your message that that's where you are emotionally. But blood is blood. Family is family. It's not as if this girl is some, I don't know, entity in existence in some space, some place. This is your blood. She, clearly, she has what it takes to stay in school. She's brilliant. She's a good human being. Why would you even consider putting the girl in a position where she has to be considered as a, as a maid? Like, 
if you want your niece to see you at any point in time where you feel comfortable, then make sure that it's as easy as possible for her to come see you. Mm -hmm. If you really care about your niece that much, that young man who apparently is your best option, it's clearly not your best option mm. because your best option takes you as you are, takes you for whatever you are. And I mean, it's, it would be probably good for you to go and investigate into why he's taken the position he's taken. But clearly, firstly, personally, I think this man is wrong for you. If any man can have you choose between your niece and okay. him, he is not worthy of you. That's just my personal opinion. Everything about you and this guy just doesn't sit right with me, especially if he has to make you choose between himself and his family. I think he's wrong for you. I think you're desperate for a marriage or... You're not even desperate for a relationship. You're desperate for marriage. Yeah. And I think you got your priorities wrong completely and you really need to sit and think through it because you're making a big mistake if you're going to get your niece to be a maid. Someone's... Are you serious? Yeah. Like, are you... She's eight years old. Are you serious? Like... I can't look, Charlie. Look, you have just sit back and really, really reprioritize because it is messed up. It's a very messed up situation. It's not messed up because it's so complicated. It's so it's such a simple thing and a simple decision to make. It's just your desperation is making you overcomplicate things for nothing. Right. For it's it's for nothing. Right. Godfrey, do you agree? Well, I think both of them have problems, significant problems, <laughs> like. Uh, this our friend in Ho has massive problems. But I, I would want to know what the experiences of her boyfriend have been to inform the stance that he has. You know, because relationships come from different places. How people feel about companionship and how they want their families to look like are informed by their own past experiences. So perhaps he's coming from a position where he has experienced something that has made him a bit reticent to go into a, a permanent relationship with somebody who already has family living mm. with them, be it somebody else's child or their own child. My concern, though, is with him trying to dictate how the little girl even lives. So change her from a public school to a private school. He sounds like a bit of a control freak, mm. in my estimation. That needs to be watched. Okay, But I'm not judging him too much until I also get to understand where he's coming from. Because, look, Jess, there have been several people who are scarred by a lot of things. They might not discuss them, but I also like the fact that he's been upfront about it. Right. Okay? He's not hidden the fact that, oh, I like you so much that I'm going to keep quiet about the fact that I don't like you having another person living with you who's not my child. Right. Okay? So he's been honest about it, and I give him credit for that, okay. to say that, look, this is what I want. This is how I want to start our life, on a clean slate. Nobody else living in the house. Nobody bothering us. The expenses are for you and I, mm. and we move on from there. Right. But I'm also saying, my good friend, be careful because he sounds like a control freak. Now, to, I have a big gut problem okay. with our friend who has sent, our sister who has sent us the mommy. message. Mommy. Mm -hmm. because mommy does not have a very clear idea. And mommy seems to be swaying in between Philip's point of she's desperate. Right. And she's going to make a couple of really, really poor choices. I'm afraid for blessing at this point. If your boyfriend says change her school and decides to change her school, mm -hmm. I'm asking what kind of relationship did you have with the sister? You're telling me you, you loved your sister, mm -hmm. you love blessing, but your boyfriend says change her school because it's and expensive. You right. And you do that. Right. Your boyfriend says don't spend too much money on blessing right. and you oblige him. 
clothes are too fancy. Like she stinks <laughs> of desperation. I'm yes. like, this is one of the worst cases of I'm desperate to get this yeah. man. It's like, mm -hmm. if you don't get this man, what? Is that, the end, is, is that the end of the world for you that you're willing to risk oh, the one person that your sister left with you? You've done an end. I, I think she's reached up and when she feels, I've done the best that I can do. That's why she says at the end, don't judge don't me. Judge me yeah. But I'm judging you. Yes. But I mean, I'm here judging you on Christmas Day, <laughs> heavily. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very judgmental <laughs> on Christmas Day. You know, because... <laughs> like, you, you sound like you're at your... Tether's end mm. on this point. Oh, I've looked at her for eight years or nine years. It's, I've, I've done I, enough. I've done enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I've used my money. Someone but should also come and, come take, and take over. Oh, someone. That's the yeah, question. That's the point. Yeah. She sounds like, at the moment, I need to live my life because I've helped her live hers. They shouldn't have started looking after her mm -hmm. at all. Good. I agree. Because to consider making, sending her to become somebody's help, domestic help. This is your niece. Mm. Your niece. She's messed up. Yeah. So, yes, she's messed up. I, I, in fact, I'm more worried about mommy than I am about the so-called gentleman. Right. Yeah. You know, because he seems to, I, I say he's come up f honest. I don't want this, I don't want that. This one, the her desperation. considering it. Yeah, her desperation would let him make some poor choices, Jess. Hmm. All right. Alfie, let me bring you in. Um, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I completely agree with um, what um, Godfrey and Phil are saying. Um, this completely stinks of desperation. Um, what I want to say though is I think Mami needs to be commended for what she has done so far, taking into consideration the fact that she's taken her her sister's child on and she's taking care of her. She seems to be doing a really good job. This guy who is coming into the picture and disrupting their lives, let's put this into context. They are not married. Okay, no. he says he's going to marry her at some point next early next year. That could or could not happen. Okay, um, the, the saying that goes: when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. This guy is being unreasonable. He's showing a lack of empathy. Um, he, he there's potentially controlling behavior in there as well. Because what he has failed to consider is the fact that what happens if, for example, he gets married and they can't have children? Mm -hmm. And then they would have put this girl away in, a, in an orphanage or given her up for adoption. And the girl is family. Like Phil said, the girl is family. It's not like we're dealing with someone who is um, some external you know, person somewhere. This is actually family. So even if you look at it from the context of family, I would never give a family member away for adoption, even when, when, I, when there are still family members available to take care of the, the person. It's just not an option. So for me, it, it boils down to this. This guy is a control freak, okay? This is a sign of things to come in your marriage. He is going to control you. He's going to affect the way you, 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 you sound like a really, really good person, mommy, but this guy is going to change your behavior, not just towards your friends, but towards your family, he's going to control you. And it could be that this situation you found yourself in is, is, is just there to reveal to you what this guy really is. And it's an opportunity to sit back and evaluate what is really going on here. And if you really want this man in your life, who's going to dictate how you treat your family. This is not friends. This is family. This is your blood your sister's own child, and he wants to use your boyfriend now, and he's dictating how to teach your 
your your sister's child. Can you imagine what you do when you guys actually get married? <laughs> for me, it's a it's a no brainer. You really need to reconsider your your love for this guy and think if you're not acting out of desperation, you know, and and think common sense as well because he's showing you his behavior, he's showing you his character, he's showing you how he's gonna behave in, in the marriage. You need to believe him. That's all I have to say. All right, spot on. I mean, I can't help but agree with all you guys. For me, it's a complete no-brainer. Like, I wouldn't even think about it twice. If I met a guy today, and it didn't matter if I was 40, 50, I mean, and still mm. single, and he had to make me choose between blood and him, then he automatically is not the guy for me. Okay. I mean, you haven't even married him yet, and he's already telling you how to bring up a child that's not his. He's, he's, he, he has no empathy, no empathy whatsoever for this child and the situation she's in. He's not considering the fact that the child is your sister's daughter, you know, and it's just about me, me. All I'm hearing is like a self-centered person, a guy who can't look beyond his nose to consider what else is happening in your current space. Um, it's a recipe for disaster. And, I, and for me, mommy, I, I don't see why you can't see that. It's as, it's as clear as day, at least to everyone here on the but, panel. But, but, but just let, me, let, me throw, yes, let me throw in something here. Okay, so throw in something. It's, it's, I think it's, it's easy hmm. to put them in <clears throat> that space, but I'm saying, I'm going back to this point. This dude has been up front. Look, I have a friend who has told me I don't want kids in my life. Okay. I can't handle kids. I can't stand the sight of kids. Anybody she dates, she makes it very clear. Right. We are taking this forward. Please no don't expect kids from me. Mm. I can't stand the sight of them. Mm. Okay? So whoever it is that you're dealing with... You tell them up front. You tell them up front. Right. And he's done that. Yes. Okay, so I don't even think we might get to the... We, we could as safely assume that he might be somebody who's, who does not want that around. Okay? Mm. So he's set his barriers. Okay? And... You know, feelings are a different thing to handle. Maybe Mami is a very... She's 37, has yes. struggled with relationships. Why? She said so, yes. Why? Hmm. It's a big question. Okay. She's finally found someone that she gels with. Right. It means there are certain things about Mami has certain idiosyncrasies that people find weird. Right. This guy's accommodated them. His is that for us to work, I don't want kids. I don't want to start with you and your niece mm. or that. So it's obvious that these are two persons who are coming from some pretty damaged backgrounds, so to say. Okay. And might struggle to find companionship outside of each other. The question then becomes, as uh, a surrogate mother now, mm. do I give up? my one chance of experiencing what I am experiencing now after my history of pain and failed relationships because of just blessing. Mm. Someone says, yeah, yeah, just blessing. But the fulfillment that mommy requires right. will not come from blessing. When she true. needs to keep her bed warm at night, blessing will be in her room. Mm -hmm. It is mommy and her quilt. Okay? This dude might be the one for her. She might never find another person who understands her on whichever level that she operates on, mm. however warped it is, and I think it is quite warped. Right. I must admit. But does being warped mean I don't deserve a happy relationship? Yeah, you do, but does it have to be with this guy? I mean, I know she's been saying. searching for 37 years, yes. let's say, had a string of bad luck, 
But yeah. does that mean you should settle with some guy who obviously may not be the right choice for you? I mean, but you can't really determine so whether he's the right whether choice. Whether he's or the or right choice. But I, mean, I, I like mean, his honesty. For me, some, yes, honesty, all right. But everybody has values, yeah. right? Right. Everybody knows. For for some people, they're, they're deal breakers. Mm. So the fact that she's even written the show means that at the back of her mind, she knows something that there's is something off. wrong. She with knows there's something wrong. And the with fact request. that she consistently says, "Don't judge me," yes, it's, means it's that it's clear she, that yeah. she knows that this is this is this is not necessarily the best way to go. It's just this is the situation I find myself in, and mm. like it is fair for you to question, but I think that look, it's at the end of the day, it's about the happiness of the individual. Mm. Clearly, you and you see, if it had been a situation of I found the love of my life, you know, whatever, which she clearly has. But you see, my issue is it is, it is, it is more, it is more from a desperation than I have found love in that sense. Because when you find love, there's a certain level of fulfillment about it. This is like it's very expressive, whatever. Accommodating, you sound, she sounds like. Look, this is my final chance. If this thing doesn't work, that's it. Yes. That's that is the classic definition of desperation. Right. And I I personally don't think that you can have a loving marriage or a thriving relationship based on desperation. I personally don't think it works. I agree. And can I say can yeah. I say I, I feel that the guy the guy can sense her desperation. He can actually sense her desperation and he's probably using that as a tool to get his own way even before they get married. You know, she, she wants him so bad, she wants a relationship so bad that she's, a, she's prepared to throw everything away, including family, throw them under the bus to pursue this relationship with this guy that is clearly only in it for himself, if you ask me. So, I mean, yeah, mm. it's just the guy is it, 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 um, using her desperation against her. That's what I can say. But, but Alfie and Jess and Phil, let's consider this, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I love it. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> let's consider this. So she doesn't get what she wants, mm. right? Mommy doesn't get desperate, this guy. De desperate dude. Yes. And she loves blessing right now. Yeah. But she starts looking at blessing. Like, and says, blessing is no longer this blessing in my life. <laughs> right. Because blessing is the reason why I could not get this guy. Yes, right. but she's only 37. Yeah, we can say 37. She doesn't see that way from the way she's written to us. Yes, but we she's know better. She's ticking the calendar. But we know better. Yes, we know we on the show. <clears throat> yeah, but the point, the point <laughs> I'm making, just the point I, I'm making I, I, is, I see where girlfriend is you coming see, from. Mm -hmm. When she starts looking at blessing and thinking, hmm, that love is going to start getting eroded. That is true. She might start might taking happen. it out on blessing. Mm -hmm. Blessing is going to suffer. Mm -hmm. The private schools will change again. Mm -hmm. The things that the boy said don't do, she will stop doing happening. them. Because so far as she's concerned, her one shot at happiness was Is. blocked by Blessing's presence. Yes. But that's not necessarily Hold true. on. Hold on. So <laughs> but she doesn't if, know that. That's a problem. Yeah. So she doesn't know that. What if she's able to find a solution where it doesn't necessarily require adoption or some sort, but she creates an enabling environment for Blessing elsewhere, outside of her space, okay, to take away her guilt mm. because there's a sense of guilt there too obviously that she you know and then is able to get on with her man because she has said that she's willing to let blessing come visit her yes. and i'm sure her man is also willing to accommodate the visits rather than blessing being there permanently right so i i think i found the solution 
create an enabling environment for blessing us. There might be other family member fa fa uh, family members around. Mm. Pay the school fees. Pay for her upkeep. Blessing is also happy that she can come visit you. You can go visit her. Right. You and desperate dude get your thing on at home. You are married. Clean slate. When when it's Christmas. Okay. You, you know my only problem with that. I'm asking myself. So what if this child was hers? He obviously doesn't want any. So he doesn't want a born one. Effective. I mean, effective. That's what this is. Mm. So you, if I were blessing, I'll be looking beyond. Oh, this is my sister's child, so I can get rid of her. What if it, this child was my own? Mm. You see, and, and, and for me, that's where the red the red flag happens. Absolutely, that that's where the lack of empathy comes in. Okay, because we're we're all thinking that this individual, because it's it's her sister's child, um, we can just go and drop her at an orphanage or turn her off to another family member. Absolutely not. I disagree with um I'm Kujaku too on that one. It's, it's <laughs> not the way. Godfrey. So Godfrey, sorry, Godfrey. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think absolutely. Um, we, it, it should be treated as if the girl is your family. She is your, she is your family. She is your family. If it was your own child, how would you treat her? Would you allow this guy to walk in and say, because this is another man's child, I'm not going to take care of her, get rid of her? Mm. Absolutely not. It's, I think it's a, it's a load of rubbish. And the guy is not empathetic. And it's a sign that he is going to give this girl problems in the future. I can guarantee this. She should stick to her guns. The solution is for her to speak to the guy draw the line and say, listen, this person is my family. I cannot let go of this person. If you are not prepared to join a come into a relationship with me and help me take care of this girl, I'm not interested. At the end of the day, what if we get married and we can't have children? Right. What are you going to do? So, I mean, she should throw the ball into the, boy's court, the, the, the boyfriend's court and um, challenge him to make the right decision. And, and based on the decision he made, you will know whether this guy is empathetic and mature. It's about maturity. Right. The guy, is, is he mature enough to be inside a relationship like marriage? Marriage is not for children. Though. Marriage can be difficult. Marriage, you, you take decisions. Sometimes you have to do things which don't even work in your favor. But you do them because of love. So is this guy worth loving? Is this guy worth the trouble? Is he only in it for himself and his children? And, you know, he's, he's not interested in you and your priorities and your child. The, the little blessing girl there is your child, effectively. She's your child. And he's asking you to throw her under the, to throw her under the bus, which for me is a, is a huge red flag and should not be encouraged at all. Mm. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and just, just finally on this one, I, I just feel that in getting into a marriage or a married relationship, I think both parties should be able to accommodate one thing or the other from from both from both of of, of, of the yeah, two of you. Mm -hmm. I just feel that you almost want to hold back on what you deem as priorities and just take on everything that he's bringing. I, it's it's very it's it's something that happens so often just because we are driven to marry. Mm -hmm. We. We, we, we make it seem as if our priorities don't matter just because we want to get the marriage over the line. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, I think we fail to see that beyond the line, which is the wedding day, there is the rest of your life ahead of you. Right. And if these red flags are being shown to you before you cross the line, I think it's only fair you take a second look at it because your life is also important. Your happiness is important. You have your family. You have, because marriage is actually two families coming together to be one. 
And if someone can't accommodate your family, I'm not sure what else about you they can't accommodate. There are things that you probably haven't shown him that you he will be seeing after the marriage mm -hmm. that he would not necessarily like. Right. If he doesn't like your right leg, are you going to cut off your right leg? Probably. Right. right. You know. You. <laughs> I. I just think that a lot of people have to understand that it is two human beings coming together, two different lives coming together, two different families coming together, two different experiences coming together, and you have to be accommodating of both. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. I. I, I personally feel. <laughs> Mm. Okay, we'll go for a quick commercial break, but I want to hear your thoughts if you're watching the show. Um, you know, what I mean, what do you think? I mean, it is, it's not just black and white. There are obviously some gray areas to this particular story, but let's hear your opinion. 054-998-6996. We'll go for a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sister, Sister, or maybe I should call it Sister Brother for the purposes of this episode uh, on 97.3 City FM and City TV. Um, just stay tuned. Let's hear, let's hear your comments. Um, 054-998-6996. Another message here says, good evening. Uh, I trust this mail finds you well. I've been married for the past 10 years and all has been fine until now. We have two beautiful kids and my wife is an amazing woman, but I've come to realize that not all amazing women can change how a man feels. Hey. I'll explain. Okay. I better explain. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been attracted to men, but you know how our society is. Okay. Homosexuality is frowned upon. Right. As I hit year 30, my family started giving me so much pressure to get married, and I eventually did to the woman I'm with now. Mm. Sisters, marriage is supposed to be enjoyed, not endured. I have loved my wife all these years, but I have never been in love. Before I got married, I was dating a male doctor, but I was scared to continue the affair after marriage, so I cut ties with him. It's not until earlier this year that we reconnected, even though he's abroad, and I realized I never stopped being in love with him. Right. I want to be truly happy and live a fulfilled life. I want to have a clean break with my wife and go and settle with the doctor abroad. Mm. I've sacrificed 10 years of my life and I believe it's enough. It is, is it necessary to come clean with my wife or should I create a fake reason why I want to end the marriage? Wow. <laughs> Let me look into the camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Alfie, go first. Alfie, go first. <laughs> this one, yeah, I'm even running away from this. <laughs> hey. it, wow. It's so, com it's so complicated. I mean, uh, hey. <laughs> so, I, I have two responses for this guy, okay? So, there's the... The, the traditional Christian response, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll also give him the non-Christian response. At the end of the day, me, I'm confused because I don't even know what it means when you say that you love someone, but you are not in mm. love with them. It, 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 it makes it so difficult for me to understand what this guy actually means by love because he's been able to get into a relationship for 10 years. with a woman for 10 years Claiming that he loves her, 
suppressing his homosexual um, uh, urges, having two kids with her, and then all of a sudden he reconnects with a homosexual uh, a boyfriend outside the country, and, and now 10 years of, of love, apparent love, is not enough anymore. Let me give him the, the Christian response. So the Christian response is, Dude, you need to get counseling, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marriage is not a short-term game where you can go here for 10 years. That's for me. I'm only going to do this for 10 years. Let me treat this as if it was, you know, the other relationship was even, the other guy was even a woman, okay? And there's a man in the relationship with, in an external relationship with a woman. It still wouldn't make sense that, you know what? I love my wife, I'm in love with somebody else, and I'm going to throw away 10 years and two kids to go into some sort of illicit relationship with someone else with no guarantees, no promises, nothing, just to satisfy my own carnal edges, my own carnal edges. So for me, honestly, guys, from a Christian perspective, if you're asking me, he needs counseling. He does not understand the roots and the purpose of marriage. He, he, he never, probably never even loved his wife the way the Bible wants people to love each other. So if he's a Christian, and you find that there are lots of Christians with homosexual urges, although they're all in the closet and they don't want to come out. Mm. I, I applaud the guy in the first instance for coming out to us to, to, you know, confess how he really, really feels. But marriage is not for selfish little kids. Who are looking to satisfy carnal desires. Marriage is an adult institution. It's probably the only institution on the planet where you get your certificates before you qualify or you pass. <laughs> That's what marriage is. So it's not for kids. So if he has got himself, he's made his bed in a, in a, in a relationship with two kids for 10 years, he should lie in it and he should stay in it and he should do whatever it is he's been doing for the last 10 years to suppress those homosexual tendencies. You should continue suppressing them mm -hmm. and stay put in that marriage and not rock the boat. Because once he leaves, not only is he creating problems for his wife, he's also going to create issues for the children. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the children and how they'll feel when they find out that their dad has left their marriage to go and jump into bed with another man, not even another woman. <laughs> the complexity of even explaining this to the children. How, how do you even start? Where do you even go? You know? And then my other response is obviously the non-Christian response. I'm assuming <laughs> from, what the guy, from what the guy said, there's no indication what his religious association is. So I have to kind of keep an open mind here. If he's not a Christian, even if he's not a Christian, I believe in doing right by people, okay? And if he is what he is, he needs to tell his wife the truth about what he really feels. And if he claims he loves his wife, he will tell her the truth. Because truth is one of the foundations of love. I mean, you can't love someone and consistently lie to them and fake an entire relationship for 10 years. You fake, the, you fake an entire relationship, had two kids with a woman, and now all of a sudden you've grown wings and you want to fly to America to go and jump into bed with a man. Why am I even saying America? I'm assuming it's America. <laughs> anyway. He said I'm at the end of the day, for, from my perspective, a non-Christian, even a non-Christian needs to be true to himself and tell his wife exactly who he is, okay? And in doing that, he will give his wife the opportunity to understand what is going on within him. And then she can also make a decision as to whether she's prepared to fight for a homosexual man who is clearly 
already made up has fairly has fairly already made up his mind that he wants to be for all I know you know he's not being true to himself but he needs to give his wife the opportunity to know the truth about him so that she can also decide whether this is something that she wants so like I said from a Christian perspective he still needs to do the right thing get counseling and try and stay in the marriage if he's a non-Christian he should tell the truth about who he is, is to his wife so his wife can know what, he, what she is dealing with. And maybe, maybe they might actually find a way to work things out. Mm-hmm. There are many couples who have all sorts of interesting arrangements in their marriage which allow them to save space. So it could be that maybe she might allow him to, you know, do whatever he wants but keep the marriage just so that for the, for, from a family or a, a social perspective they still look like they're together. But that's the decision for them to take. What he shouldn't do is do the selfish thing and run away and go and, you know, see some other man and give his wife a fake reason for, for doing that. His wife deserves to know the truth. They've got two children. They've been together for 10 years. He should do the right thing. He should do the honorable thing and be honest and upfront with her about behavior. Right. Okay. 100%. Bill? 100%. Bill. Mm. I, I, I couldn't agree more. My challenge was, I, and I can understand where he might be coming from, considering the society that he lives in, and the sort of perceptions that people might have about him, people, the way people will see him, all of that. For me, the most critical part of this equation is the children. Mm. Is the impression you're going to give to the children, is how confused the children are going to be, it's how messed up the children are going to be. That, that for me, is, is the main problem. Okay. I mean, because I don't know how well you've kept it from your wife, but from everything I've learned about women and wives, she probably suspected probably or has suspected suspects. it at some point in the marriage. Yeah. Women just have that. And <laughs> I will give that to them. The kids do not deserve that. They do not deserve what you are going to give them in terms of running away and being with your lover and running off in the sunset and skipping to, I don't know. <laughs> You're painting such images in my head. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not as rosy as that, hmm. you know, because... Look, whether you're going to be with a man or you're going to be with your wife, it's still a relationship. Relationships go through challenges, they go through hurdles, they go through all manner of things. If you leave and you go be with a man, you're going to face a different you set, know, of set of challenges. Yep. And you have to be very cognitive of that. My challenge and my problem is what happens to the kids. kids. Be conscious of what's going to happen with the kids. I mean, look, you could say, you know, so because of the kids, I shouldn't be happy. You brought these kids into this, into this world. You knew exactly what your orientation was before you brought these kids into this world. And you have to take responsibility for those kids. It's either you're upfront with your entire family, tell them, listen, I'm gay. I want to get my man. Like, <laughs> like be be truthful with yourself and be truthful with your family. Let your family understand whatever is happening. Because I can sort of understand where you're coming from. But your children do not deserve that. You, you could say, you know, your wife will find another man. Cool. But your kids are not going to find another Mother dad. Yeah, that's that's just the reality of it. But is that also to say that he, can, he, can, he ceases to be a father the minute he jumps ship? He ceases to be a responsible father if he doesn't come up front with his children and with his family, with his wife. Mm. That's where I think the line is drawn. Okay. Mm. All right. Go mm. for it. <laughs> <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> I'm going to be, let me tell you this. My man here, my advice for you, 
tell the truth in limited editions. Okay. okay. What does that mean? How few are? Limited edition. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it's not the truth. That's a political response. It's not a political response. See, I'll explain. Okay. You see, Phil is right. Pretty much, the woman has picked this up one way or the other, right? But the kids are the most important in this equation. But lying to the kids and hopping off to another country to go be with your the love of your life will scar the kids. Coming out as gay in this community will scar the kids. Okay, so. The two adults are the ones who need to come up with the story and say, look, mommy and daddy no longer get along, so daddy has to go his way. As to what he's going to do when he goes his way, it's fine, up to him. He still loves you, he's going to look after you. That is assuming wifey decides to take it like that. <laughs> okay, that is assuming wifey decides to take it like that. That is the best way to go because I, I, I do not think of a woman or a wife who will directly go to kids and say, ah, as for your father, he says he's gay. This mm -hmm. is your father does this, you know. That will come when they are older. That is if she's vindictive. I'm not right. going to make those kind of assumptions about this woman. Right. Okay. So I'm saying, let me tell the distant truth. Sit down with your wife. Have this conversation and say, look, this is how I feel right now. I'm sure you suspect that this is how I felt. I feel that I'm wasting your time right now. Mm. You don't give me the satisfaction, mm. and I'm not giving the satisfaction you need. Best way, let's split up. But in splitting up, this is the story we are telling the kids for now. When they get to the point where they can, we can, they can understand and comprehend what we are dealing with properly, mm. then we can do that. You see, because if you tell the kids, okay, kids, look, I'm leaving your mom for Brack we see in America or Brack we see in the UK. The kids are going to like, why are you leaving Ma? For that, <laughs> that's a genuine uncle, question. They probably know Brad <laughs> yeah, for Brad <laughs> Then they go out there. You know how kids are. Mm. Oh, I, Charlie, your father left home. Mm, he's with some man. It, they are going to blurp it out, yeah. and then friends start say, "Hey, your father is your father is this, your father is that." Because and you know when it comes to the matter of kids, there's no context. They are not going to filter it as well. Yeah, true. You're just going to end up scarring the kids the most. Yeah. The mother might be able to deal with the social embarrassment that comes with. That's what I'm saying. That even her, if you don't tell the truth in limited editions, the way our society views these things, they're going to ask you questions. You, the wife, what did you do wrong mm -hmm. to make your man to lose your man to another to a man? Mm. Right. You don't mm. want to be answering those questions, even if it has nothing to do with her. That is the question. You see, and that's the worst part of this for the woman. Right. Nobody's going to view the man in those... True. They'll blame her. Uh, ...in those lenses. Mm -hmm. That, oh, he's the one who suddenly... F why, what did you do wrong to not be able to keep your man so satisfied? What yeah, the house did you not display? That it is a man that yeah. he has to go to mm. to get that satisfaction. That's what I'm saying. Tell the truth in limited editions. That is the best way. Right. <laughs> Interesting one right. there. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're we're going to go for a break. But I, I'm, I'm, I think it's a very um, tricky one. It is. You know, a very tricky one. Because either way, parties are going to get hurt. Um, your kids may never recover. They're going to be teased in school when yeah. they find out, you know, yeah. when people find out and the, the information gets out there. So, Charlie, yeah, my guy, uh, try not to be selfish on this one. Consider every single party that's involved, every single single party's heart that's going to get broken by your one decision to chase your 
lover boy, you know. And uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck with this one. We really do. Um, your comments are welcome. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We'll go for another break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Christmas Day edition of Sister Sister. I'm calling it Sister Brother. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've been having a chat for the last 40 minutes or so. Let's jump into another question here. It says, good evening, Jess. I have an extremely embarrassing problem and I honestly need your opinion on how to resolve it. I got married a few months ago. Before, my, before marriage, my husband and I were not having sex. After marriage, whenever we get into the act, he starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> he claims it's never intentional and that even when he tries to hold it in, he still bursts out laughing. He says it's always been like that for him. To be honest, it's a total turnoff for me. Could it be a form of disorder? Could I be the problem, but he's not comfortable to discuss it with me? We've hardly ever completed a session because I zone out. <laughs> this situation is messing with my head. If there's no solution eventually, do you think I should just take a bow after all? It's just been four months. <clears throat> I desperately need your help. What do you think I should do? When they tell you to test your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll give you guys three minutes each to address this. Uh, oh, man. Let me start. Yes, I'm please. Sorry. Go no. ahead. Oh, Maybe, boy. Maybe. Man needs to get counseling. Uh -huh. He needs to see a specialist. Something is wrong. There's something wrong. Maybe the way they want to do your face. No, something's a challenge. Dude needs therapy. Look, he needs therapy. That's the best way to make this work. But she needs to approach this in a way that he doesn't feel like he's being insulted or something. Because not everybody yeah. accepts the fact that they need to go for therapy right. or something. Sure. So she needs to say that, look, this thing is worrying us. I think it will help our sex life if we're able to go see a therapist on this particular matter but this also you know goes to those who say you know there's a big debate about premarital sex yes okay if you had sampled perhaps you would know, would by, know now, yeah. by now that you would have known how to address this but here you are you wouldn't she wouldn't outside, have addressed it she, you know, so, she wants to get married so all i'm saying all i'm saying is you know go there see a counselor see a therapist on this part and solve the problem. I think yeah, it's yeah. a solvable problem. But what's funny about sex? That's my... I, I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, you never know you never where know. he's coming mm -hmm. from. You oh. never know he where... Might oh, and he might be ticklish. He might be Well, okay. All right. Uh, you have any solutions for, for Rob, this lady? Like, like, like what I'm saying, it's, 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 it's therapy. He needs therapy. And you just need to be very cautious about how you go about it like girlfriend was saying mm. like it's not everybody who can accommodate things like that like why should i go and see a therapist because i'm laughing green sex you know and i mean <laughs> look, I, I can't laugh green sex anymore it's so bad it's so bad like men's egos unfortunately sometimes gets in the way it's so bad that when two when a couple is trying to have a child and the conversation about fertility comes into the picture it's almost as if it's the woman who is at fault literally yeah. all the time yeah, true. you know and it's it's like a surprise it's the man who's actually at fault so i just feel that you have to be very cautious about how you go about the conversation about therapy but he needs therapy mm. you haven't complained about anything else about but him so i am guessing that he's a pretty good man to keep but i think it's therapy 
Hmm. It stems from something deeper, and you need to figure out what it is and get some help. This reminds me of the movie Joker. I don't know why. I think we're looking at this situation from a very narrow perspective. So I did a little bit of research online, and I realized that there are lots of people who have all sorts of strange reactions when they're about to have an orgasm or after they have an orgasm. And surprise, surprise, one of them is laughter. Um, some of it is crying, some of it is um, screaming, some of it is um, uncontrollable spasms, and all sorts of things. So we could be dealing with a, a perfectly natural um, um, reaction, which is brought on by just the way the guy's brain is wired. For some people, from what I read, it looks like the, the wiring of where the, the, the part of the brain that's responsible for giving them orgasms is also surprise, surprise, wired closely to the part of the brain which um, makes him laugh. And this is what's going on. And it, 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 there's nothing he can do about it. The same, I'm sure all of the guys here can relate to one point in their lives when they've had sex with somebody and the, the girl started crying either during or after. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. So crying and laughter for me, it's, a, it, 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 it's not something that the guy is doing intentionally. His brain has been wired that way. It's a physiological thing where the wiring of his brain means that every time he's about to have an orgasm or he has an orgasm, he just laughs. And that's his way, that is just the way he's wired. It's a, it's a medical condition. He doesn't need counseling. He doesn't need help. It's for the woman to understand that potentially the way that maybe when she's enjoying it, she cries. He also laughs when he's enjoying it. So they have to, they have to deal. <laughs> he just has to deal. This is what it is. He, 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 there's no medication for it. It's just the way his brain is wired. Okay. No, but Alfie, like, my challenge is, like, if it was about um, orgasms, I could understand. Because, you know... <laughs> what's you what's know? about oh, it? Phil, yeah. do tell. The way you're talking about it. She says... He's, he's never been able to complete the race. Yeah, you like, see? He hasn't no, even no, no, gotten no. to the he, point where he's no. crossing the line. He has never been able to complete from the girl's perspective. Because she gives up. But he, he completes. So he completes. He <laughs> you know how I mean, sometimes he finishes quickly. You know, the guy finishes a long time where he laughs. <laughs> he's probably a one-minute man. Shall I finish? Wap him. <laughs> I don't say, wap him. I know, I don't know. Wap him, wap him, wap him, wap him, wap him. Chale, it's all good. So, producer, do we have time for one more question? All right. One minute each. Okay, okay, quick. So this is from a depressed young man. He says, I am 28 years old. I have a peculiar problem. I have a big manhood. And I know some men will be happy to own mine. Mm. But all the women I've mm. been with express excruciating pain during sexual intercourse. Mm. I'm worried I may never get someone who can handle it. He's not responsible. Hmm? To whom much is given, much is expected. <laughs> Now, the expectation is that when you are given a lot of power, you learn how to use the power. Okay. He is not being responsible in the use of the power. Okay. That's the problem. Right. It's not about them, you know, the pain. No, 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 no. Everybody has a threshold. That is something we all acknowledge. But when you are given that level of power, you need to manage the manage power. It. There are levels hey. in which you can go. Hey. There are times, <laughs> there are things you can do. There are extra accessories that you can bring exactly. into the picture. You have to take responsibility of the power that you've been given. Okay. You have a gift. Use, use it. Use it wisely. wisely. <laughs>
All I was going to tell dude was this Christmas, man. Buy some lube. That's all. Alfie. Charlie, like Phil said, with this thing, there are two extremes. It's either too big or it's either too small. And the solution for both of them is the same. It's about how you use it. So if it's too big, please manage it. Don't try and stop everything in there. <laughs> stop. I would say, you know, you have to be able to choose positions which minimize the impact of the instrument. Do you understand? If it's too short, there are also positions that can also maximize the impact of the instrument. So go and get some training. I'm not sure where, but you know, just <laughs> do some research and try and understand your size and the the implications that your size will have on, on different women and try and manage yourself properly, my brother. That's all. Yeah. Okay. This this is a, a topic I'll, I have no comment on. Yes. So, um, in the Christmas spirit, I shall bring this show to an end. It's been uh, awesome, guys. Thank you. Absolutely thank you. loved your uh, company. And I hope if you're home and you're watching this or listening to it on radio, you loved it as well. Well, um, we'll be back, definitely with a New Year's edition of this show before it wraps up completely, you know. Um, so definitely uh, look out for it. A big thank you to our sponsors, though. Um, Vodafone, together we can. Kelkids Toothpaste, Happy Smiles, and Talia Rice uh, for another exciting edition of Sister, Sister. Phil, Merry Christmas. Totally. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Alfie. Lots of Merry love Christmas, to you. guys. <laughs> and uh, to our listeners as well and viewers, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Good night. Thank you for listening to Sister Sister, the podcast. I believe problems in relationships occur because each person is concentrating on what's missing in the other person. The best way to begin to solve these problems is to be willing to communicate and compromise. Catch you on the next episode.